the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, thanks for coming along today. I just finished a, um, a late lunch. Did you? A late desk lunch. Do alone? You know, yeah. 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 Alone, alone. Uh, it was uh, tuna fish and wheat thins. Which is a delicious Triscuits, combo. I'm sorry. Oh, Triscuits. even better. Do you have a preferred... Desk lunch? Yes. It's always plain yogurt and granola. Mm-hmm. Every day. Every day? Every day. See, I was having my tuna and Triscuits, and I was kind of like, I'm Men. a little over it. Yeah, you wished yeah. that you would have had something else at well, that time? Well, for a long time, my desk lunch was a French bread pizza. <laughs> right. Right? But you burned your lip on uh, that pizza so many times. Yeah, I did. Yeah. I mean, it was ridiculous. It was, yeah. I had a constant state. I feel like... Do you have a cold sore? Yeah. No, it's a French bed sore. <laughs> just want to clarify that. Right. So now I've switched to a, you know, tuna thing. I, I just get, anybody who works in the office, I think you have your sort of preferred desk lunch. Well, I was thinking today that, you know, this happens to me at the end of August each year, mm-hmm. is I think about how I wish I would have eaten outside more, you know, at restaurants. Oh, yeah. I wish I would have eaten at restaurants. Yeah. It's a little I, pricey, though, right? It is a little pricey. But I, I right. was just thinking, you know, I need to talk to John and Lexi. We need to go out to our local to Vincent's mm-hmm. and sit on the patio and just enjoy some summer before it disappears. Why don't we do a meeting of the producers? All the producers? Yeah. Oh, you mean the producers at, here in Pittsburgh? And No, no. I mean Lexi, Chrissy, Christy, Duffy. Oh, you mean all of our yeah. old producers? We should all sit down, all oh. five of us. No, and because invite... then they'd start. No, <laughs> the, no, the, no, no. Not... The only thing they have in common is telling us. telling bad stories about John and Kathy. Well, that might be entertaining. <laughs> there's not a whole lot of bad. Well, there's a few bad no, stories. I, I guess just a few. A couple, for goodness sake. It's all been right. a long time. I don't know. Coming up on the program today in the 5 o'clock hour, yeah. um, we're looking forward to a conversation about the profane and the vulgar. Is it ever okay to use swear words? Hmm. That should be interesting. I'm not going to answer the question. Uh, Is it ever okay? (laughs) I hope it's yes. Yes, well, from my lips to God's ears. Exactly. 510 this afternoon. Also, uh, 20 delightful slang terms from the 1930s. Okay, Daddy-O. Yeah, we'll what would that, that be? Yeah. Also, uh, some nutrition myths that nutritionists wish would die. Mm. Uh, and, of course, our daily feature, Does This Make Sense? Very nice. That's yeah. just in the 5 o'clock hour, not to mention Impact. we are going to touch on the Loch Ness Monster. The mm. big event happened last weekend being 
a believer in Nessie, I can't wait to hear, hear the, the evidence that has come Excellent. out. Breaking news about the Loch Ness it's Monster. Super exciting. Here only on the ride home. Hey, I, I want to say hello to our audience at WAVA in the Washington, D.C. area. Happy that you're with us today. But uh, and, and say hi to our listening audience in western Pennsylvania, Ohio, and West Virginia, yes, too. Let's course. not forget those who've been with us the whole time. Come on in, you guys. Yeah. All right. Without further ado, Kath, the news stories. They wait for no man with... Um, Give us the top four then at four. For Tuesday, August 29th, mm. 2023. Is See it? what I mean? It's almost the end of August. What? We have got to start eating lunch outside. Are there, how many more days? Are there two days left in August? 30, 30, for, yeah, 30 days half September, no, April, right. June. Thank Good. you. Num- number one. Hurricane Idalia gaining strength as it moves towards Florida. Residents are scrambling to prepare for the impact. Idalia is sadly expected to grow into an extremely dangerous hurricane before it makes landfall on Florida's Gulf Coast tomorrow. A life-threatening storm surge and hurricane conditions are expected tonight and tomorrow. Uh, The Florida Governor Ron DeSantis has declared a state of emergency covering 46 counties with evacuation notices in 21. Tolls were suspended this morning so you can get out without paying. Shelters are open. Schools across more than three dozen counties also closed this week. Read more about that at CBS News. Number two, U.S. authorities today announced a multinational operation that took down a network that had infected hundreds of thousands of computers with malware and caused hundreds of millions of dollars in damage from cyber attacks worldwide. The FBI called the action that disabled the famous QuackBot malware one of the largest U.S.-led disruptions of a botnet infrastructure used by cyber criminals in history. The Justice Department said law enforcement agencies in France, Germany, the Netherlands, the UK, Romania, and Latvia also uh, participated in the operation codenamed Duck Hunt. Who wakes up in the morning thinking, I'm going to infect people with malware? Isn't that what is the such deal? A, like, so Quackbot was first discovered in 08 and claimed more than 700,000 victims Jeez. worldwide, 200,000 of them in the U.S., and enabled the operations of ransomware groups to target places like hospitals, schools, municipal governments, whatever, holding their documents in exchange for a ransom payment. Horrible. Just Ridiculous. horrible. Ridiculous. Read more about that at ABC News. Number three. Prescribing fruits and vegetables to adults and children is associated with increased consumption of these foods and multiple health benefits. That's according to a new study published in the American Heart Association's peer-reviewed journal called, appropriately, Circulation. The study included people at risk for cardiovascular disease who participated in this produce prescription program for six months. Listen, this is what you do. Um, So you get this produce prescription from your physician, and it... uh, includes a series of electronic cards and vouchers where you can access free or discounted produce at the grocery store or farmer's really? markets. Yep. Is that available for everyone? They had, no. They had 3,800 participants, and they received uh, a median of $63 a month. And after the end of six months, they had improved BMI, blood sugar, and blood pressure really? levels, as well as a decrease in food insecurity. It's a fascinating story. You can read yeah, yeah. CBS today. I want a green banana prescription. <laughs> Number four, I've got a weird animal story for you. Oh, here it comes. A relaxing day at a Florida beach turned nearly catastrophic when a beachgoer, just a random Floridian woman, was what? Impaled by a venomous stingray. And that's your top four at ouchie, four. Ouchie, ouchie, Can you believe that? No, how's that happen? She's, la- she's sitting there in knee-deep water. Yeah. She just decides to kind of lay back in the water and cool off. Two barbs from a stingray penetrate her upper back 
and miss her lungs by three centimeters. Oh, my goodness I am not kidding you. I am not kidding you. It is the craziest, most disturbing story. She had to have emergency surgery because they could not get the thing out of her back. Say no more. That sounds horrible. That's just... I mean, between sharks and stingrays, just best to sit on the the beach with some suntan lotion. Remember we just talked about that shark attack? That woman Mm -hmm. in New York City was just like standing there in also knee-deep water. We're going to Florida next to hear about the the hurricane. Michelle Van Loon. 101.5 101.5 WORD. Everywhere you go, anywhere you go, Word FM goes with you. That's because we're no longer trapped inside a radio. We're now everywhere you are, and you carry us around in your pocket. We're ubiquitous. There's an app for that, right? On TuneIn, on iHeart, on our own app, on WordFM.com. The iPhone. The iPhone. The iPhone. The iPhone. On your iPad, iPhone, and Android. We're always with you because we're inside your pocket. Whatever you do, don't lose us. 101.5 WORD. We all long to be in God's presence and to live victoriously through both prayer and action. But sometimes we get off track and our times with God become less and less frequent. Or perhaps you've been faithful in prayer but still suffer from anxiety or fear. Let's refocus on the things of God through Cornerstone's 21-day prayer journey to unleash God's power, presence, and purpose in your life. Starting August 29th, we're walking through prayers for you, your family, your community, and for accelerated progress in ministry. Ready to get involved? Visit ctvn.org backslash journey and receive your free 21-day download complete with daily prayer prompts and ideas on how to personalize your experience. Save the date for the 21 days of prayer starting August 29th and ending with a live Hope Today program September 18th at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Visit ctvn.org backslash journey to get your free download and details today. Introducing Term Busters, a Christian-owned company that can help you save on term life insurance. In the highly competitive term life industry, rates have significantly dropped in recent years. For instance, a 45-year-old non-smoker can now secure $1 million of coverage for just $75 per month with a level rate for 10 years. Similarly, a 50-year-old non-smoker can obtain $500,000 of coverage for a monthly premium of $110 with a guaranteed level rate for 20 years. Smokers can also benefit from our great rates. At Term Busters, we specialize in policies of $500,000 and above. Whether you're in need of new or replacement term life insurance, call us today at 1-800-558-9940 for a personalized quote. Don't settle for paying more than you should. Remember, the number to reach Term Busters, a Christian-owned and operated company, is 1-800-558-9940. 9940. Sample rate quotes are based on preferred non-smoker underwriting and an exam is required to qualify. Call 1-800-558-9940. Summer is almost over and so are the savings at Bachman's Roofing. Take advantage of the summer savings bonanza with no interest and no payments until 2025. Now is the perfect time to check off those home improvement projects. Cracked or missing roof shingles? Bachman's has got you covered. Looking to add solar? Bachman's has you covered. Time to upgrade that cracked siding? Bachman's has got your back. Call Bachman's today to schedule your free estimate at 412-472-7103 or visit GoBachmans.com. Hurricane Adelia is uh, headed to the Gulf Coast. 
And you know, we've got a person sort of like on the scene. It didn't didn't plan this. Is she one of these people who's like, you know, the Out people the who surf. right who who are working for CNN or Fox, and right. they're blowing away as they report, holding a microphone, getting sucked out into the ocean. Michelle Van Loon's with us. Michelle's a regular guest on our show over many years. Author of wonderful books. Her latest. Uh, well, I even want to talk about the latest. I, I love this. Becoming Sage, Cultivating Meaning, Purpose, and Spirituality in Midlife. But in the path of Hurricane Idea, Michelle, are, are you okay? Doing just fine. But we always know in Florida that things are serious when Jim Cantori from the Weather Channel shows up somewhere. Oh. And he, <laughs> he's the guy that, like, stands on the beach while the wind is just whipping and so we know if jim shows up uh we are in defcon orange territory and he's there he is about 180 miles north of us which is where the hurricane is supposed to make landfall tomorrow (laughs) okay good all right so all things considered where you are right now you're okay we are doing fine. Um, we are getting outer bands of the storm right now, so we're getting rain. It's cloudy. Um, we're getting occasional bursts of wind starting to pick up, but we're going into the nighttime hours, and I think that's going to be when most of our um, experience or encounter with this particular storm is. I see. Um, yeah. Michelle, uh, we read that there are evacuation orders that have gone out for 21 counties. Is yours one of them? Yes, it is. Okay. And we live in a mobile home. Mm. So we always get the first kind of warning that we need to evacuate. But um, very few of my neighbors are leaving and we're going to kind of stay put. We're monitoring very closely, my husband and I. And um, we'll just see. We do have a place to go that's nearby, somebody who's opened their home to us in incredibly hospitable ways. Excellent. Um, And so I'm grateful that we have a place to go if we need to go. But I think our experience here, I live in Sarasota, um, so that's about an hour south of Tampa, the hurricane is supposed to hit about an hour, an hour and a half north of Tampa tomorrow. Okay. Um, we are going to be, we're on the dirty side of the storm, as they say. So we're going to be getting um, a lot of wind and a lot of rain and um, it definitely tropical storm force winds with maybe some that cross into hurricane level. Right. So. We'll see. We'll see. So you're monitoring. That's the key word. So, so Michelle, I mean, this is not your first dance with bad weather in Florida. So talk about that from your perspective, talking to God, praying about this, fear, anxiety, anticipation, all that has got to be a little overwhelming. It is. And I, I'm not going to pretend, you know, or make light of it. Um, the the hurricane that we experienced last fall or late last summer about this time, Hurricane Ian, which was on the border of being a, a um, Category 5, hit just 60 miles south of us. Ooh. And we got tons and tons and tons of um, 
there was just damage all around us. And so um, uh, some of my neighbors in the community I live in still have tarps on their roof from last year because getting supplies and things um, has been more challenging. Everybody needs them. So um, that's, that's hard. My, my experience of fear, I will, I'm going to confess to your listeners right now that the do not fear passages in scripture actually have not been especially helpful when the wind is howling and it's dark and you see, you know, lawn furniture and trees going past your window. Um, But something happened in last year's storm that was kind of, it kind of gave me a, a little bit of a visual that I am holding on to. And it doesn't have to do with me trying to tamp down my fear or pretend that my fear doesn't exist. I think God wires that into us um, to to serve, to help alert us and make us ready. Um, The adrenaline that comes can be super helpful if we can harness it. What's been most comforting to me when things are scary, and that's not just in a hurricane, but, you know, life is full of all kinds of unplanned things and storms of all different kinds, is recognizing that God is with me, that that Jesus, um, when Joseph found out that he was going to be a foster father to his fiance's um, baby that was miraculously conceived, God, the the angel Gabriel told Joseph that people are going to refer to this child as Emmanuel, God with us. The Gospel of Matthew begins with that information in chapter 1. And at the end of Matthew, that same thing, I am with you, kind of lands the end of that account of the end of that gospel. I am with you. In last year's hurricane, at the worst point, when everything was just howling and the lights were flickering on and off in my friend's house, and there was there was no place to hide. You know, it felt like the roof was going to come off of the house. We looked out the window and we saw a hummingbird that was darting around as if it was a perfectly calm, clear day, darting around in the branches of a bush outside of her window. And it was hard for me to kind of wrap my brain around what I was looking at because it didn't make sense. But the hummingbird was safe. Being its hummingbird self, you know, I mean, its wings were beating. But that picture of kind of, a hummingbird mm-hmm. that was secure in the howling wind gave me a a lot of comfort. It was a very powerful image in the moment, and I still kind of get choked up thinking about it because I have that same, I want to run, I want to hide, I want to fix it, I want to jump on a plane and go to Omaha, Nebraska, like all of that stuff that kind of gets charged up in a, in a fearful situation, 
those those responses, the fight or flight or flee, fawn, um, can be very counterproductive. Mm-hmm. And somehow knowing that I'm not alone, that I'm safe, is in God's hands. Even if the roof comes tearing off of the house, even if something terrible happens in the overnight, it's not like I'm alone or bereft or I've done anything wrong. It's it's reasonable to be alert and to feel concern or fear. It's also reasonable to cry out to God for his, his comfort and protection and to recognize in that crying out that he is that near. Michelle Van Loon is with us. Her latest book is called Translating Your Past, Finding Meaning in Family Ancestry, Genetic Clues, and Generational Trauma. But we're talking today about more like meteorological trauma. Um, <laughs> Michelle's in the path of the hurricane. Uh, she, along with her husband in uh, on the Gulf Coast of Florida. Michelle, we only have a couple minutes left, but I'm just guessing that your confidence um, in you know taking meaning from that image of the hum- hummingbird knowing that you're mm-hmm. safe in God's care, that has come through hard times. Um, so can you just talk a little bit about where, how your assurance has been built over the years? Absolutely. I, I think we sometimes wonder if, like, especially when we're in the middle of something hard, and if it lasts for a long time, we, we may not understand what is being built in our lives, you know, other than that we've made it through, that we've survived. But all of all of the experiences of a life with God come into play when there is a crisis, always. And um, one thing that I can say that I'm grateful for the spiritual disciplines, the practices that kind of form bumper guards on my on my life and on my soul bible reading prayer all of those things that are a lot like going to the gym you don't know when you're going to need those muscles and i can say that the muscles that have been built up in my life over the years i i'm going to need those muscles tonight i i already know just because of the forecasts and the the noise that's already happening outside. Um, so to be able to recognize that God is building something in you in those hard times, even if you feel like you failed going through them, he has a way of recalibrating and repurposing that experience so that you can tap into it when you meet the next thing. Nothing is wasted. Well, Michelle, uh, you are in our prayers. You, your husband, your community, all the people in Florida on the Gulf Coast who uh, are about to be hit with another catastrophe, our prayers truly are with you all. So Godspeed and peace be with you. Thank you. Thanks, you guys. That's Michelle Van Loon. You can check her out online, michellevanloon.com, and also the perennialgen.com. Very nice. Coming up next is the Loch Ness Update. Mm, did they find anything I this bet weekend? They did. We'll find out. This is Kathy Emmons. 
John and I are grateful for the encouragement we have from all of our advertisers and especially our friends at Grove City College. Thanks to everyone at Grove City for supporting the ride home. Let's face it, talking about life insurance is never easy. But after we watched a close friend lose her husband with no insurance, we decided that wasn't going to happen to our family. Yeah, but shopping for life insurance can be almost as difficult as talking about it. But then we heard about Ethos Life Insurance. They're a new kind of life insurance built for people on a busy schedule who don't have time for unnecessary doctor's visits, fine print, or hidden fees. You know, who want to keep it simple. I couldn't believe how easy it was. We answered a few basic questions, and within minutes, we had an estimate of what it would cost and what sort of policy made sense for us. I never imagined life insurance could be so affordable. And accessible. The peace of mind knowing that our future is secure, it just removes a lot of the fear around getting older. and Yeah, the unexpected. I'm glad we talked about it. I'm glad we went with ethoslife.com. Go to GetEthos.com now for your free estimate. That's GetEthos.com. GetEthos.com. That's Mike saying good morning. It's the best he can do right now. Yeah, not a cloud in the sky. What Mike could use is a fresh start. And Irish Spring Body Wash. The fresh scent of Irish Spring and those sensational Irish Spring suds are just the reset Mike needs. Now he's ready to go to work. It's Sunday, Irish Spring. When the spring hits you, you're ready. Pick up Irish Spring today. Turn your home into restricted airspace. Tell incoming flights you want them diverted. The new Raid Essentials Light Trap plugs into the wall and uses light to attract, then trap flying insects like fruit flies and mosquitoes. Its 24-7 continuous attraction provides insecticide-free protection that's people and pet friendly. Consider air service interrupted. New Raid Essentials Light Trap. Insecticide-free protection. Roofing, siding, or remodeling? Seven two four new roof. One hundred one point five WORDFM Pittsburgh. On your smart speaker by saying "Play the Word Pittsburgh," and on your phone via the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey. Medicaid and CHIP offer free or low-cost health coverage for children and teens. Hospital and doctor visits, prescriptions, shots, and more are covered. That's peace of mind for parents if a child is sick or gets injured. And parents may now be eligible for Medicaid, too, even if they've applied in the past. Enrollment is always open. Visit insurekidsnow.gov or call 1-877-KIDS-NOW. Paid for by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. Partly cloudy skies for tonight with a low of 61. Sunshine and a few clouds tomorrow. It'll be breezy and pleasant with a high of 73. Mainly clear skies tomorrow night with a low of 55. A nice end to August Thursday with sunshine and a high of 76. Friday, plenty of sunshine as we start the month of September. Expect a high of 80. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. We've been anticipating this over the last couple of weeks. Uh, This past weekend, though, the event actually happened, which was hundreds and hundreds of Loch Ness monster aficionados (laughs) gathered on the shores of Loch Ness in the hopes of spotting, whether through audio searches or through drones or deep diving, to see traces of the famed and perhaps missing Loch Ness monster. Headline reads... 
Loch Ness Monster Search Ends Without Evidence of Existence. What? Mm-hmm. Several reports of possible sightings have been recorded yeah. at the biggest Loch Ness Monster hunt in decades, ended on Sunday in Scotland. However, there has been no conclusive evidence of the famous beast yet found. But, according to Project Leader Alan McKenna, he received a series of videos and tips from mm-hmm. people following live streaming cameras aimed at the famous lake in the Scottish Highlands. However, going through the data and separating fact from wishful thinking will take a long That's time. That's what I mean. It's mm-hmm. not that there's no evidence. It's that there's no evidence uncovered yet. Now, wait. Don't you think that they have cameras trained on no. that lake? You, you, yeah. this is in, in this the day middle. and age? No, with this day we, and age. Like, you've got no. cameras this looking at no, this eagles' is, nests. This isn't, you know... New York City we're talking about. This is out in the hinterlands I don't think so. of Scotland. Yeah, they're not they don't have video cameras trained. Don't, you can't speak with authority on that. I, I, My guess is they do cameras. I can't believe you don't trust me mm-hmm. when I say stuff. I mean, <laughs> Listen. Seriously. Let you me need say, like scuba divers. I feel first of all slightly disappointed that the evidence didn't roll in this weekend mm-hmm. that we know of yet. Mm-hmm. Yet. Because I'm very fascinated with Nessie and think that if there's ever like a dinosaur-ish type of creature, mm. it would have to be in a lock in misty Scotland. Yeah. I still keep up hope. I, in fact, I don't even think my hope's dampened. Really? I feel as if so much data has been brought in over the weekend. could take a long time to sort through it all. I think we should just be patient. I'm kind of meh about the whole thing. To be honest, That's seriously, I think if it would have been there, we would have seen it by now. I'm just saying. That is the worst explorer outlook in history. No. I mean. All this technology is there. What if uh, Francisco Magellan thought that? My guess is Before they, he took off from but Spain. But they probably had like little submersible vehicles, right? Little submarines. Okay, you're saying probably. Drones. You know, for all the things about my knowledge base you don't trust, yeah. I think a lot of things you're saying I don't trust. No, I guess it's all conjecture on both of our that. parts, right? Uh-huh. I don't know. I uh, I feel like maybe last weekend was the start of something big, but right. it just hasn't, you know, mm-hmm. really come out in public. So, yet. given the chance, would that, is this a destination for you? Yes. Loch Ness. Just to stand there and look at some water. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that funny? It just seems silly. You know, Lex, I mean, you'd go with me, wouldn't you? I would. Thank really? you. It would be so much fun. If wouldn't you, it be fun? If you go, buy me a T-shirt. <laughs> we'd have we'd have to eat haggis. We, we oh, gotta, don't eat which haggis. Which would be terrible. Can you imagine how that smells? And of what it looks like? Not good. I'd be awful. The have you been to Scotland? Would be in there. I have not. No, me neither. Lex, have you been to Scotland? No, I wish mm-hmm. though. I'd like to wear a kilt though. You know, just walk. It seems just walk around. It seems scratchy. I don't think it would be. I have a friend. We saw a guy with a kilt the other day on the boat cruise. We did. We right? did. And I thought he looked that, handsome. I thought he looked. I thought it looked scratchy. Should have asked. Him. I mean, he looked fine, but his I thought, knees I, were I a thought, little. Isn't he uncomfortable? Uh, I have a friend who's going to Scotland yeah. oh. uh, at the end of the month, the yeah. end of next month, and uh, you know what she's going to do? Hmm. She's going to meet a boy that she met online. What? And she's going. She's she's been talking to him, not just in you know, typed form, but they've been, you know, video chatting. She has met his parents on video chat. And so she's going Uh, to stay with his family. That's, uh, that might be a bridge too far. The cultural divide is huge. That's a huge risk. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Now here's the thing. She and I talked about it and I said, are you nervous? And she's like, well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. If it doesn't pan out between he and I, 
at least I will have had a trip to Scotland. It's right. a place she's never been, so she's excited about that. And if it does plan, pan out, so much the better. Wait, she's staying with the family? With his parents. What if they're, like, nefarious? What if something bad would happen? I mean, seriously. Well, if she's been, like, if she's been like, FaceTiming with them, this has been going on for over a year. It could all be behind a green screen. You know, you pull the oh, green yeah, screen like, back. Oh, yeah, like the go, family in Scotland has a green know, screen. right? What if they take their masks off and they, in fact, are the Loch Ness Monster? Just saying. You never know. I wonder if she's by Loch Ness. Mm. <gasps> oh, i got to find out exactly where it's she's strange going. strange world we live in. Oh, it's Long exciting. distance dating. It's exciting. All right, Loch Ness Monster. Okay, we need to take a break. When we come back, our good friend Drew Dick will be with us. We're going to talk about a midlife crisis. Oh, buy me a Corvette. Can be you right survive back. it? 101.5 WORD. Two things that hit a family budget the hardest, the price of gas and of groceries. Let us ease that pain at the pump when you enter the $18,000 gas and groceries giveaway. The grand prize winner gets $10,000 in gift cards for gas and groceries. Three first prize winners each get $1,000 gift cards, and 10 second prize winners will get $500 gift cards for gas and groceries. That's $18,000 total. Sign up to win now at wordfm.com slash contests. For me... The little things in life make me smile the hardest, like fancy potato chips. I'm talking about when you open a fresh bag and you see one of those super chips. They're folded like tacos or fortune cookies, but then you have a second and third chip wrap around it, creating this monster chip that you can barely get your mouth around. Those things are awesome. It's Ryan from United Faith Mortgage, and I share that useless little thing to ultimately say, You know what's not a little thing, Mr. and Mrs. Word FM listener? Our direct lender advantage. We use our own money and make our own decisions within our own walls. There's no middleman, which means whether you're finally making the move on a new home or you're looking to cash out some of that newfound value your current home has earned, we can often move faster and get you a better rate, saving you monthly and lifelong money. We are United Faith Mortgage. United Mortgage Corp, Melbourne, New York. And a blessing 1330. That's Department of Banking and Securities. Mortgage lender license 22672. Attention, your money is now controlled by the U.S. government. Picture a world where your every purchase is monitored, tracked, and controlled by those in power to suppress the freedoms of those they see fit. Hi, my name is Jason Hansen. I'm a former CIA officer and New York Times bestselling author. And right now, I've become very focused on the impending rollout of the central bank digital currency. This is not a work of fiction. It's a terrifying reality looming on the horizon. But there is a bit of good news. I've partnered with Advantage Gold to offer you a solution. They are specialists in converting your traditional assets, like those inside an IRA or 401k, into tangible assets such as physical gold and silver. Don't allow your money to be controlled. Claim your free gold protection kit from Advantage Gold. Call 800-900-8000. That's 800-900-8000. Advantage Gold is not an investment advisor or a tax advisor. Call 800-900-8000. People always ask me, why should I call Mr. Rooter Plumbing? Here's why. Our owner, Bob Bill, learned plumbing from his father who started plumbing in 1964. His father taught him to do it right the first time, and that's what Bob passed on to all of our plumbing technicians today. If you need a plumber, call Mr. Reuter. Always available for big and small jobs. Plus, mention you heard this ad on Word FM and receive 10% off your next service with us. Call 412-Reuter2 today. I remember back in my uh, late 40s, mid to late 40s, 
I suffered some sort of, you know, existential crisis. Like, Did you? All my hopes and dreams that I had as a teenager and my 20s and my 30s, all those things. And this is where I had come. And I kind of felt like, oh, I missed the boat somehow. That it didn't happen. All those dreams were dashed. And I, I wouldn't call it a midlife crisis. But there was a sort of like an existential spiral. You ever experienced that? I haven't. Oh, you never did? No, I never did. Hmm. Did Did you go out and buy a red Corvette? I did not. I was thinking about a toupee, though. <laughs> I did. I just, for a moment, it, it crossed my mind. Drew Dick is with us. Drew's been a regular guest of our show over the years. Oh and uh, he is contributing editor at uh, ctpastures.com, also at um, Moody as well. He's uh, Moody Publishers and uh, author of two excellent books, Author of Your Future Self Will Thank You, Secrets to Self-Control from the Bible and Brain Science, and Yawning at Tigers, You Can't Tame God, So Stop Trying. Drew, friend, welcome back. Hey, great to be here, and now you have me thinking about a toupee. Well, okay, um, so is it something you've considered, or did, would you lean, or maybe lean toward the red Corvette? Well, yeah, at this point, probably the red Corvette, but give it five or ten years, I might need the toupee, the way things are going. <laughs> All right, right, right. You're clearly in the crosshairs. I mean, would you say, I called mine, mine an existential crisis, maybe just a fancy word for a midlife crisis. Yeah, that's right. It's hard to tell the difference, isn't right, it? Right, right. And I identify with what you're saying because, you know, I was thinking back to um, being in seminary. My wife and I, Grace, were newly married at that point, and we had these you know, looking back, maybe some grandiose ideas of what we were going to do for God. Yes. We're going to change the world. And I remember talking to her and saying, I don't want the average American life. I don't need the, the you know, the house with the white picket fence and the 2.5 children. And she was right there with me. She's like, yeah, let's do something radical. And then now, what is it, 20 years later, uh, I have a mortgage and a minivan. Mm. And um, I don't have a white picket fence, but I'd buy one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and there's this sort of <laughs> sometimes you can kind of wake up and go and, and don't get me wrong i we have a great life i'm really grateful for the way things have turned out but it's just very different uh than i envisioned it uh in my 20s and so that can create a little bit of a crisis because you're kind of going okay in the wake of that now god what do i do you know what does faithfulness look like if you've kind of realized that maybe you're not gonna change the world maybe you're not gonna do something daring and dramatic and move overseas and sell all your possessions because you got kids. <laughs> um, and, and that can create a bit of a, a, a crisis for people. I know it has for me. So that's actually the the book I got coming out here soon addresses that kind of like, okay, you know what? Maybe it's enough if we just show up, if we're just you know committed to ordinary faithfulness, showing up for our families, our friends, our churches, our neighbors. Uh, and I think that I don't think God actually expects us to change the world. I think he only asks us to be faithful. Now, that's a different story than maybe we all believed when we were 21. Right. Right. <laughs> because it's not like what's absent in some ways is this, at least for me, Drew, was the surrender of passion. Mm. That, mm. you know, the passion was the fuse that propelled me to wake up in the morning and all those dreams and hopes and the energy and all that thing. And then, of course, you know, as you said, you get into a routine in a way. I mean, and that's fine, but the passion is missing in some way. And so that flattens the curve. So, and, okay. So, so the passion for you was acting, right? 
Yeah. Live theater, film, whatever. But then, you know, I was in New York City and found God in New York City. And that ignited a whole other spark. Mm -hmm. Um, But then at some point, you surrender. You surrender to the mortgage, I believe. Is that a bad thing? (laughs) No, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. It's an excellent thing. Drew, do you think it's a bad thing? Well, mortgages, yeah, they're pretty bad. Yeah. No, they're necessary <laughs> evils. Cut the check, my friend. Yeah. Hey, man, I'm just glad to have a house right now, so yes. that's good. Um, but no, you're right. It, it, it's a challenge, though, because another thing, too, about the kind of midlife phase is that someone called it um, that long sentence with no punctuation, right? Because it can feel pretty repetitive. Often, you know, you're not going through all the milestones of young adulthood graduating from high school and college and getting married and having kids even at first. And there's a lot happening. And then all of a sudden you kind of hit this middle zone where it feels like Groundhog Day every day. Mm -hmm. You just kind of wake up and you're doing the same thing. Sure, there are some changes and some milestones. um, But I think it's a uniquely difficult time in which to be faithful in your life, to be honest. And I think that's why some people, to kind of break the monotony, um, they think, oh, something's wrong. And so they do go and buy a car they can't afford or they more tragically, have an affair, blow up their life in some way, um, because, and not to excuse any of it, but I think, I think sometimes they're looking for a way to to find some transcendence in their life, right? Um, and I think that's why it's especially important during this phase of life that you stay connected to God, that you're really feeding yourself on the things of God and 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 coming to Christ, the living water, to slake that, that thirst that you have. Um, yes because it can be a really challenging time. But I think there is some glory in the grind, so to speak, um, when you stick with it and and you uh, keep your head down and you keep obeying God and showing up for the people around you. Yes. Drew, a few years ago, I, I went to a, a monastery for a week and uh, was silent for a week. And what, what, what struck me the most about that time there, that I was surrounded by a large group of faithful men and they had no no qualms to you know think that they were going to reach and be heroes of the faith or anything but these were men who woke up every morning made bread sold the bread and lived a, a prayer life that started at 4 a.m. and ended at midnight and they prayed regularly throughout the day and i thought for these men and I'm sure that there are hundreds of thousands of men and women around the world in those intentional communities. That was more than enough. Mm-hmm. And it was so deep and powerful. It left an indelible mark on me. And I'm sure within that group, there were wants and needs and desires and whatnot. But that faithfulness, I mean, it sort of, it took me away from the whiff of the existential midlife crisis, the faithfulness. Mm. I love that. Um one, because you have a radio host trying to be quiet for a week. That's pretty cool. Um, <laughs> the irony is deep, two, isn't it? <laughs> the irony is deep. It's probably good. Uh, good for you. And yet, I know you're right. Like, that is refreshing to me. This kind of hit home for me recently. I remember uh, Grace was asking me, she said, who are the people you most admire? And I started to list them. And I realized halfway through, there wasn't one person on that list who is powerful or famous. Mm-hmm. In fact, most of them weren't especially talented or outstanding in any way. And so I thought, why do I admire these people? It was because they were faithful. You know, one was a a small church pastor who continued to lead, even though he had this debilitating illness. Um, Another person had started a soup kitchen and she continued to, to feed the homeless even after she lost her husband. And I thought, man, these people didn't win my respect because they did something really daring and dramatic, it's because they persevered. 
you know, they kept getting up and coming back mm-hmm. and serving and loving and praying and believing and obeying God. And I thought, man, that's what I want for myself. Because sometimes you kind of trick yourself and thinking, no, I need to do something big and splashy and get right. people's attention. Uh, but ultimately, a life of meaning is a life of faithfulness. Right. And we were talking the other day about this, you know, that I don't know my grandfather's father's name. Right. right? Yeah. I mean, we are here for such a short amount of time and it just goes by so quickly. And so all those things that we think are worthy and strong, I mean, I know it's it's kind of trite to say, but it's enough to be enough in the here and now. That's all. That's right. And the, and, and here's the thing, too. Even if you end up having a broader influence, right, which can happen it'll usually be through the influence you have on the people around you mostly. Right. And your deepest impact, um, you know, you may have a light touch on people that are far from you, but, but the people that you affect most deeply are going to be your friends, your neighbors, your children, you know, your spouse, those kinds of folks. And that can ripple out and have an impact. I'm not saying that's wrong to, to desire that, but I think a lot of people, especially in this era of like, you know, Instagram famous people and trying to blow up overnight and go viral and all the rest of it. It's a good reminder to go, hey, listen, invest narrowly, go deep mm-hmm. instead of trying to go too broad. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, because honestly, that's where most of our um, impact is going to be anyway. Drew Dick is with us. He's an acquisitions editor at Moody Publishing, but we know him because he's an author. Your Future Self Will Thank You is one of his books. Also, Yawning at Tigers, You Can't Tame God, So Stop Trying, and another book called Generation X Christian. So, uh, Drew, you talked about uh, the fact that this subject that we're discussing is part of your new book. Um, So what's that called, and when's that coming up? Yes, that is called uh, Just Show Up. (laughs) <laughs> a nice, simple title. And it is coming out. Let's see. You're going to test my memory here. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's coming out October 3rd. Okay. So, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing if that resonates. It's funny because it's not a topic that, you know, like a lot of books are like, okay, here's how to be, how to be famous, how to be powerful, how to have this huge outsized impact. And uh, this book, as you can probably guess, was born out of my wrestling with the fact that, hey, what happens when that doesn't happen? <laughs> and then... And then what can I do now? Because I think a lot of people are like me. They Sometimes you can feel like, has God put me on the shelf? You know, um, Have I put myself of, on the shelf? Have I put myself on the shelf? Exactly. Or the youthful idealism you had has been, you know, tempered or even shattered. And then then you're asking, what, what would God have me do now? And that's kind of like most of my books are very personal and kind of writing to myself primarily. But <laughs> I hope others find it helpful as well. Right. Well, Drew, you know, we follow you on Twitter. You're a very whimsical person. I mean, and to be honest, you're the only person I know who has a Twitter uh, handle that's copied by somebody else. Like, there's a Drew Dick parody account. So that's a claim to fame, my friend. guy's got too much time on his hand. Yeah, Yeah, we're praying for his future, believe me. (laughs) We are, yeah. (laughs) Well, Drew, it's so good to talk to you. Our best to your wife, your kiddos. You're doing great. And uh, maybe we should sometime meet in the middle. How do yes. you mean? Of the U.S. Yes. Oh, like of we the should, U.S. Geographically. We should, yeah, yeah, we should find... Part of our road trip. Yeah, well, it, it'll be like on some random highway in, I don't know, Missouri. <laughs> what, stand around and have a sandwich? We'll just stand around. Yeah, we'll have a sandwich, and then we'll go back. Awesome. Very nice. It's a, it's a plan. Mm-hmm. We'll meet halfway. It'll be an epic road trip. Excellent. Drew, always a great pleasure. Thanks so much. <laughs> Thank you. Drew Dick, you can find him online, drewdickdyck.com. Of course, all multiple books on Twitter handle as well, where he's got a parody account. Some guy, like Drew said, too much time. 
the Drew Dick. Check them out to show up. Doing it right, roofing, siding, remodeling. The first Owens Corning MVP in Pittsburgh and one of the longest tenured platinum contractors in the Pittsburgh region. Call 724-NEW-ROOF. We all long to be in God's presence and to live victoriously through both prayer and action. But sometimes we get off track and our times with God become less and less frequent. Or perhaps you've been faithful in prayer but still suffer from anxiety or fear. Let's refocus on the things of God through Cornerstone's 21-day prayer journey to unleash God's power, presence, and purpose in your life. Starting August 29th, we're walking through prayers for you, your family, your community, and for accelerated progress in ministry. Ready to get involved? Visit ctvn.org backslash journey and receive your free 21-day download complete with daily prayer prompts and ideas on how to personalize your experience. Save the date for the 21 days of prayer starting August 29th and ending with a live Hope Today program September 18th at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Visit ctvn.org backslash journey to get your free download and details today. Texting privacy policy in terms of conditions posted at textplan.us. Texting rules for recurring automated text marketing messages. Message and data rates may apply. Reply. Stop. Opt out. Guys, got hair loss? I know what you're thinking. Should I shave my head? Comb it over? Wear a hat. Just stop. This isn't 1970. Keep your hair and your confidence. Because Bosley, America's number one hair restoration expert, can give you your real hair back permanently. Check them out today because they're giving away an absolutely free information kit and a free gift card to anyone that texts STYLE to 200-300. Dude, you don't have to look like your dad because this isn't your dad's hair loss treatment. People all over the country trust Bosley because they're ahead of the curve. They use the latest technology to give you your real hair back. And the best part? Bosley's permanent solution is protected by the Bosley Guarantee. Let Bosley show you for free how awesome your hair could look with an absolutely free information kit and a gift card for $250 off. Text STYLE to 200-300. That's STYLE to 200-300. At Chilled to Perfection in Oakmont, you can look perfect at any age. Safe, fast, and completely non-invasive. Chilled to Perfection is your all-natural way to target stubborn body fat, age spots, cellulite, acne, hair loss, and more. For a limited time, get a cryoskin treatment in the area of your choice, plus cryofacial for just $249. Defy your age at Chilled to Perfection, where your results are their business. Visit ChilledToPerfectionPGH.com today. Roofing, siding, or remodeling? Right, call, doing it right. 724 New Roof. Don't let biased algorithms or degree screens or exclusive professional networks or stereotypes don't let anything keep you from discovering the half of the workforce who are stars workers skilled through alternative routes rather than a bachelor's degree it's time to tear the paper ceiling and see the stars beyond it find out how you can make stars part of your talent strategy at tearthepaperceiling.org brought to you by opportunity at work in the ad council that long ago but especially when you were a kid remember you'd be watching television and uh, they would come on with the emergency alert system test and, oh, and this on is television only a test right it was like a high-pitched whine mm-hmm. and on the radio it'd be like a grinding eh, eh, eh. now do they still do that mm-hmm. i have not heard i just that. heard one recently yeah okay well listen to this not on tv i heard it on the radio well coming up on october the 4th there is going to be a simultaneous nationwide testing of the emergency alert system. Wednesday at 2.20 p.m. Eastern Time, Wednesday, October 4th, split into two portions. 
Uh, the test will be directed to all consumer cell phones. Mm. This will be the third nationwide test, but the second test to all cellular devices. The test message will display in either English or Spanish, depending on the language setting on the wireless handset. The message will read, this is a test. A test of the National Wireless Emergency Alert System. No action is needed. The ac- alerts are accompanied by a unique tone and vibration, according to FEMA. All wireless phones should receive the message only once, authorities say. The test will also be sent to radio and television. This will be the seventh nationwide test conducted on radio and television stations, cable systems, satellite radio, television providers. The purpose of the test, of course, is to ensure that the system continues to be effective as a means of warning the public about emergencies on a national level. What do you think? Well, I mean, I remember it from 9-11 when it was... Was it going off? Oh yeah, really? I wasn't here. But, uh, but here, but here's yeah. Of course you weren't. Um, but here's something that happened uh, recently. We were on vacation with my extended family, uh, my husband and I and our kids, in uh, at, right at the uh, shores of the Chop Tank River, which is one of the feeders for the Chesapeake Bay. Mm-hmm. And we were all sitting around one night in a house we were renting. In uh, they have a really big, long, skinny dining room, like a perfect, like a good twenty people can sit around a long table. Wow, nice. And all of our alarms went off. Really? Like everybody in the room who had the same time. Everybody. And there was a storm coming. So the storm definitely came. But what was interesting is it kept going off. And it was kind of annoying because we were like, okay, we we get get it. it. We get it. Sure. Um, And it wasn't like it was uninterrupted. Like it went off at first and then it stopped. But then it came on again. But what was interesting is the second time it went off. The uh, the ceiling in this long, skinny dining room started to leak a little bit. And so uh, we went upstairs to see what was going on. And it was this is like an addition on the back of the house. The gutters had gotten plugged in uh, on the roof. And there was probably easily four feet of water outside above our heads. In a room that was probably 40 feet long by 12. Holy smokes. I mean, thousands and thousands of pounds of water. What did you do? Well, we went up and we unplugged the thing and we just started throwing buckets over the side. Wow. To get the weight off. could have collapsed on you. Exactly. Interesting. Exactly. So the emergency alert is something you should take seriously. Okay, but when I hear this, you know, so this is the age we live in, I get like weirdly skeptical because, you know, you read the headlines. Oh, my first thought was, oh, this is like a... Again, a COVID scare. Like, oh, yeah, right. oh yeah, it's yeah, coming yeah. again. Yeah, yeah. And get, put your masks on again. And I got a little sort of cranky when I saw that. Yeah. And I normally wouldn't have gotten that. But what we what we just went through with the pandemic, I was like, really? It's government overreach again. We're all going right, to be all right. freaked out. We're all running around. And I would not have had that had we, you know, if it would just been this eh, eh, eh sound. Right. Well, when it's that eh, eh, eh sound, usually it says this is only a test. Right. They're talking about. But now yeah. it's like if you feel like to me. Everything's every time an emergency. Around, everything's an emergency. Yep. High alert. High alert. Be on the I lookout. Agree. I agree. And that is media. I'm implicating right. us, us in it as well because we're part of media. We're not saying that right but we're, now. But, we're tr- but we really do strive on the show not to do that. To be alarmist. I don't. We don't amp stuff up and we you know other than the Loch Ness monster thing which I think well, is, that's pretty lamb is vital uh but i think it's important for all of us to strive not to amp stuff up whether it's in, for it's our families in our workplaces because it's so easy of course because people like want to raise the red flag exactly hey, hey look at us 
So anyway, so we know it's coming October, and I'm sure this is the first time we've read this. If, you, if we're talking about it today, here it is, you know, at the end of August, all through the month of September, they're going to talk about this ad nauseum. Yeah, you yeah. know that's going to happen. You're right about that. Such is life. All right, coming up in the 5 o'clock hour, we will talk about 20 delightful slang terms from the 1930s. They like it. Uh, also, some nutrition myths that nutritionists wish would die. And our good friend Jay Slocum will be back with us to talk about swearing. Is it ever okay? Hmm. I don't know. Um, we're happy to have our audience, WAVA, from around the Washington, D.C. area joining us today and grateful for our audience here in Western PA. Yeah, come on up to Pittsburgh or we'll come down and meet you guys. Um, all of you, thanks for being along for hour one of the ride home. Listen on your smart speaker at wordfm.com, the Word FM app, iHeart, tune in, and on Odyssey. In your car or at home, too, at 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. Voice in your health care. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. The National Hurricane Center says the most likely location for landfall for Adalia is in a lightly populated Big Ben region. From Tampa, 860 AM, WGUL, the Answer News Director, Roger Schulman. Says Florida officials urging residents to make preparations right now. Don't wait, and if you have to evacuate your area, do so, but you don't have to go 100 miles or 1,000 miles. If you can just get to a non-evacuation area, a friend's house or a hotel, you will be fine. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis declared a state of emergency in 46 counties. Thunderstorms dumping heavy rains that cause significant flooding in parts of West Virginia. Governor Jim Justice issued a state of emergency in at least five counties on Monday. On Wall Street, the Dow ahead 236 points, the Nasdaq up 232. This is SRN News. Hun, we need to stop putting off getting life insurance. I know. It's just been so busy, and I'm sure the cost is out of our budget. Well, Jen told me that they got a $500,000 term life insurance policy from Ethos for less than $23 a month. All online, with no complicated forms, and no medical exam. All they had to do was answer a few health questions. Wait, no medical exam and all online? I know, right? It's not easy to think about, but if something happened to you, James and I would be... Okay, I get it. Let's get a quote from Ethos right now. Wow, you were right. There's no medical exam. And Ethos makes the whole online process fast and easy. And look at these rates and coverage options. It's great protection and totally fits our budget. Ethos, they've removed all the barriers from getting coverage. Go to checkethos.com to get your free online quote. That's checkethos.com. Quote based on a healthy, non-smoking 30-year-old male with a 20-year term policy. Rates may vary. Hun, we need to stop putting off getting life insurance. I know. It's just been so busy. And I'm sure the cost is out of our budget. Well, Jen told me that they got a $500,000 term life insurance policy from Ethos for less than $23 a month. All online with no complicated forms and no medical exam. All they had to do was answer a few health questions. Wait, no medical exam and all online? I know, right? It's not easy to think about, but if something happened to you, James and I would be... Okay, I get it. Let's get a quote from Ethos right now. Wow, you were right. There's no medical exam. And Ethos makes the whole online process fast and easy. And look at these rates and coverage options. It's great protection 
and totally fits our budget. Ethos. They've removed all the barriers from getting coverage. Go to checkethos.com to get your free online quote. That's checkethos.com. Quote based on a healthy, non-smoking 30-year-old male with a 20-year term policy. Rates may vary. You've all helped support MyPillow and their employees in these tough economic times. Mike Lindell knows this and continues to give back to listeners with deals on his most popular products. Hey, it's John Hall. You've heard me recently speak about the My Slippers, the Giza Sheets, MyPillow 2.0, and more. And great news, the MyPillow six-pack bath towel sets are back in stock. The proprietary technology makes them extremely absorbent, yet still provides that soft feel you look for in a towel. The set comes with two bath towels, two hand towels, and two washcloths. Regular price of $79.98, and for a limited time, you can get this six-pack towel set for only $39.99 with promo code WORD. That's a 50% savings. So, go to MyPillow.com or call 800-391-0954. Use the promo code WORD to save 50% on the MyPillow six-pack towel sets. This is just $39.99 for a set. The deal will not last long. Enter promo code WORD for this special offer and many more. Partly cloudy skies for tonight with a low of 61. Sunshine and a few clouds tomorrow. It'll be breezy and pleasant with a high of 73. Mainly clear skies tomorrow night with a low of 55. A nice end to August Thursday with sunshine and a high of 76. Friday, plenty of sunshine as we start the month of September. Expect a high of 80. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. We take our religious liberty in this country for far too granted. And uh, are quick to cry foul religious persecution when something ridiculous like Starbucks doesn't print the proper coffee cup at Christmas time. That We've all been there, seen that, done that. However, there are still places in this country where there is deep and hard religious persecution against Christians. That's just a matter of fact. The latest is um, from the country of Nicaragua. Nicaraguan President Daniel Ortega, he confiscated the only Jesuit-run university in Central America, in, in Nicaragua. It has been, for generations, a special place for those whose minds and lives transformed by Jesus Christ. And this uh, today from Religion News Service, quote, the university was the only center of independent thought left in the country. Oh, my God. Said Juan Diego Barbera, wow. a lawyer from Nicaragua who fled to Costa Rica. He studied at this Jesuit institution known as UCA between 2014 and 2017. Uh, Daniel Ortega's government described the university as a center of terrorism and seized its entire property buildings bank accounts on august 16th august 16th a week later the jesuit religious order in nicaragua declared illegal and all of the jesuits assets were confiscated a new institution would replace uca though further details are still unclear quote this is a government policy that systematically violates human rights and appears to be aimed at consolidating a totalitarian state the Society of Jesus of Central America said in a statement. Now, this is a large university. I mean, acres and acres of buildings. 
And, uh, and just taken over one day by the government, the including government. the bank account, including everything. Yep. Uh, for decades, wow. uh, UCA was a hub of protest against Ortega. Mm-hmm. This is which this is, is why which is why it had everything seized. Right. I mean, it wasn't going to have anything everything seized if they were just sitting there minding the peacefully, right? right? It's, it's rectors because they needed to speak out. Yeah, of course, the rectors participated in peace talks against the government that eventually failed, and um, the university, which enrolled at a time eight thousand students, wow. Followed a series of increasingly harsh actions by the government against the church and its opposition figures. A human rights organization known as Nicaragua Nuka Mas estimates that more than 50 religious leaders have fled in the last five years. Wow, is that right? Um, wow. It's a crying shame. That's tragic. We would encourage you to that do a little really more reading tragic. about this and engage uh, in some sort of um, campaign to uh, make your voice be heard about true Christian religious persecution in Nicaragua. Yeah. I never traveled to Nicaragua. I know you have. I have been there, yeah. Yeah. Beautiful country. Beautiful, of course, beautiful country. Um, the Volcano Cristo, which is I- incredibly fantastic. It's one, it's, I've seen a lot of volcanoes. The only volcano that I've been to where you, you park down below on a roadway and then at 10 minute intervals, intervals, you're allowed to walk up a hill and then really stand at the top of the volcano looking down inside of it. Is that right? It's so incredibly cool. Now, you can only stay up there for 10 minutes because the fumes are so noxic. You'll get overturned, run over by the fumes. Cristo, the volcano. Mm. That's fabulous. The last time you were in Nicaragua, you came home with a present. What did I come home with? With a tick. Oh, I sure did. Do you remember that? Yes, I did. (laughs) Like the day after, right? I was, yeah. Uh-huh. sitting there and I looked down at my leg and I was like, oh yeah, yeah. I pulled that off. And now I took it to the doctor and they, you know, did an analysis and they were like, we think it's from Nicaragua, but we don't have the passport. So we really can't say. <laughs> that's, right. that's sweet. Right. We need to step away. Um, when we come back, we're going to bring our guest Jay Slocum into the studio. Um, and before we do that though, John is waving at me to make sure that I say hello to all of our listeners from WAVA in the Washington DC area. Thank you for joining us on today's ride home. We're grateful that our audiences can merge for this time. And of course, thankful to everybody in the Pittsburgh area and West Virginia and Ohio for joining us on the ride home. So we got W-O-R-D. We have W-A-V-A. We're glad all of y'all are along. Coming up next, is it ever okay to swear? 101.5 W-O-R-D. When God created us, he had a purpose for our lives. I'm Alan Jackson. I have the privilege of joining you each weekday to open our Bibles together. The Bible tells us that God has made us what we are. And in our union with Christ Jesus, he has created us for a life of good deeds, which he has already prepared for us to do. Join me and let's see what God has for us today. A fresh look at scripture, weekday mornings at 930, Alan Jackson Ministries on 101.5 WORD. We can hardly believe it, but it's time for the last barbecue of the summer at the Springhouse in 84. Don't miss out on this great summer taste treat. And come to the Springhouse this Labor Day for fantastic chicken cooked over the pit with lots of country vegetable casseroles, homemade rolls, homemade desserts, and of course our own Springhouse chocolate milk. Eat in our picnic patch or sun porch or take it home to your own picnic. And although this last chicken barbecue 
barbecue marks the end of the summer at the Springhouse. It also signals the beginning of lots of fun fall events. We'll soon be having hog roasts and pumpkin patch hay rides, plus lots of other special events to celebrate this beautiful autumn time of the year. So be sure to come this Labor Day to the Springhouse and help us celebrate. We all hear the radio ads about the IRS. They tell you to be afraid, to be scared, and they try to frighten you into calling. I'm not here to do that. Tax Relief Advocates is different. TRA is here to tell you that if you owe money to the IRS, whether it's $5,000, $50,000, or $500,000, we have a solution. It doesn't matter if you're sitting in your car, at work, or with your kids. No matter where you are, call now. 800-575-6745. Don't lose hope. TRA can eliminate or reduce what you owe to the IRS. There is zero risk to you. If we can't reduce your tax debt, then you pay nothing. Our passion is taxes and helping individuals fix their IRS problems. We have a five-star rating on Google and Yelp and an A-plus with the Better Business Bureau. You don't need to be afraid of the IRS any longer. End your tax nightmare today by visiting us online at TRA.com or call 800-575-6745. That's 800-575-6745. Tax Relief Advocates. Real solutions for real people. Reports of new state requirements for PA public school teachers have many parents concerned about racial equity learning resources in the classroom to gender and identity politics. Now may be a great time to try Christian education, a faith-focused education that believes in transparency, parents, and that values every student. Get half off a year's tuition beginning this fall at a participating school near you, like Pittsburgh Christian Academy in West Mifflin. Learn more at wordfm.com slash tuitions. Pittsburgh Christian Schools, education that believes in you. This past weekend, uh, had a family gathering. I hadn't seen my brother in a, in a year or so. And, of course, you get together with your brother and, uh, you know, you, you start telling brother stories. Mm-hmm. And we're talking about my dad. And as a kid growing up, I think every son does this. Your job, in some ways, is to assist your dad, Right. Uh, one of the things that my both my brother and I hated was having to go in the basement and hold the flashlight for my dad. You know, he was like on the ground with pipes or something like that. And while my dad's there holding the you're holding the flashlight and then my dad goes off on a blue streak. You know, just every conceivable thing. What, it's, you mean swear words? Yes. Oh, yeah. And not directed at you, sure. but just directed at the general frustration. of the moment. But as a kid, you're eight or 10 or 12 and you feel like. Oh, well, my here God. it comes, right. and you and you know, it kind of like, like there's like a brown haze. It, it, even though it wasn't directed at you, it hurt us, and I think that's just a common thing, profanity around us. Okay, you, is that is that the swearing, or is that the fact that your dad was that upset? I think it's a combination of those things: the swearing, the energy, and my dad's anger. All those things together. Pastor Jay Slocum's with us again. Jay's been a regular guest of our show over the many years. He's rector at St. Thomas Anglican Church in Gibsonia, here today to talk to us about the profane and the vulgar. Hey, Jay. Hey, John. Hey, Kathy. Great to be with you. So listening to John's story about his dad, uh, what do you think is the issue? Is, Is swearing the issue or is it just seeing your parent in some kind of uncontrolled situation? Well, it's it's complex. I I grew up that way in a mixed family. My mom became a Christian when I was 11. My dad didn't become a Christian until his 50s. He was a, a excavator and a blue collar worker and worked with machinery in in a in, in a shop. So in my dad's shop, I heard one thing, and then in my mom's kitchen, I heard you know 
Evie playing in, you know, Christian <laughs> contemporary music. So, <laughs> Straddle that line. And I was with my brother last month. We had a, a hour conversation with my whole family about swear words. And I thought, oh, yeah, I got to talk. I got to talk more about this. I've been, I've been a student of this for, oh, 30 years. When I was in college, I did a big survey as a sociology major called Sticks and Stones Will Break Your Bones, But Can Dirty Words Really Hurt You? Hmm, that's good. And, and, and it was at a Christian college at the King's College. So it was really surveying the, the, the Christian canvas of what do we think about the profane and vulgarity and cuss words and dirty words. And so if you think about it, there are curse words, and those are words that we use to smite somebody. And then there are dirty words. Those are usually about body parts or, or illicit sexuality. Uh, and then there are, there are um, you know, there are bad words, right? And, and that, I think, are more profane words. Those are words we use to, when we're frustrated or when there's a world that's very profane or vulgar, and we're in it, and we have to respond to it. Mm-hmm. And that's my experience of what the word vulgar comes from, you know, the vulgate. It means common. And so there's different class, there's class aspects to this. If you live in a very a world full of, of things on fire and things burning and things r- rushing down the mountain and trucks and heavy equipment and smashing your finger and laying down with a flashlight in the basement, you're in a vulgar world, right? You're in a common world. You're you're in a dirty world, and so what the language of dirty words comes up in in a way in a as a way to describe a dirty world. Uh, when we look at the history of swear words um, or dirty words, we find that the f word is multiplied exponentially after each war. So I think, Kathy and John, what I've experienced is when we live in a vulgar world and, and it's profane and we're very innocent and we're exposed to it, it can be very shocking and frightening. Mm-hmm. But it's not shocking and frightening if you're a trucker and you have to have a way of describing things. And okay. then the other end of okay, that Okay, so then is, you're saying that in that way, uh, profanity is appropriate. Well, I think that profanity... I'm not I wouldn't yet go to the place of of calling it appropriate. I would say it's expected. So in the Bible you have profane words used when God has to call out his people for being profane, for being calm, for for putting God's name down in the dirt. So there's instances where, you know, the Ezekiel is asked to uh offer the bread over burnt cooked over human excrement and it's the word parash it's a hebrew word and it's the word for dung or poo or number two or the stronger word you could use so and that's really there's no way around that that's in the bible right but it it's not used lightly and it's used to slap you in the face it's god using it to shock you right so i my experience with i had this conversation with my family and my my sister had a mouth like a truck driver until she became a Christian at around 20, my older sister. And um, she now is a believer and she has raised her kids. And she said, I don't want to hear swearing in my house because I have been abused verbally with swears so often growing up in my life that 
I don't want a part of it. So there's some of that in what you described, John. Like your dad was going off. He was losing it. Right. And it hurt, right? Yeah. So so those were, I think those words can hurt us. Um, and, of course, I was a youth minister, and so I would have kids that would be using, they would just be testing the limits and using all kinds of words. And I would never freak out on them. I would just try to tell them, look, the words you, the, the way you describe that person's head is not biblical. That's a person who's made in the image of God. They are a child of God. So don't use that word. If you smash your finger uh, fixing your bike, maybe that word could come out, and I would think it would might be appropriate. And then they go home and tell their parents, you know, you know, our youth minister said it's okay to swear. <laughs> and I would do it purposely because I would want to have a conversation with the parent and say, hey, look, if there's a world that's profane and vulgar, um, we're going to find words to describe it. And doo-doo or H-E double hockey sticks may not actually be a wholesome and appropriate way to describe a nuclear disaster or a horrendous abortion or someone being raped or a person burning your home down. Right. So, and I, and I'm, I'm still not making a moral pronouncement that you can go around swearing. Um, I don't want to hear gross things at the table. I'm sensitive to what, when I'm eating. Right. So, but in my shop, I run a bike shop and, you know, I, sometimes I smash myself in the head with a wrench or, I drop something on my foot, and yeah, I, I say words that I wouldn't say at the dinner table or from the pulpit, mm-hmm. um, and and I and and I and I don't direct them towards uh, my apprentices, um, but I also don't um, pretend that I work in a world that isn't full of blood, sweat, and tears. You know? Right, yeah. right, right, right. So, and, and so I'm, is... I'm not trying to muddy the waters. I just I would just say. You know, sometimes my experience is people just want to taboo a word and shut it off and say, it's he who shall not be named, you know. And, mm-hmm. Right. And I yeah. think it's a little more complex than that, right? It's so deeply complex, right? I mean, because like you said, things come out and if they do come out, there is an emotional release yep. in the power of that. Which is yeah. a, a very yeah. odd thing. At the same time, when you you know stream something, you can fully expect unless and there's nothing like it's G-rated anymore. But more often than not, the things we consume on a daily, regular basis abound in all manner of profanity. Oh yeah, and the F word is ubiquitous. Yeah. So oh, what, it's terrible. you know, yeah, fifteen years ago, I would say, or even ten years ago, I would say it's something that you heard regularly in R-rated movies, but you didn't hear it regularly when you're streaming something. And now, no matter what you're watching, you're hearing it. Well, Kathy recommended that I, that Catherine and I watch The Diplomat. Yeah, I'll deck up. <laughs> it's fantastic. What a great, what a great storyline. Yeah. But why do they? Why does she have to have such a potty mouth? I, I know. Mean, I know. Dairy you know, girls. Dairy Girls. Right? Yeah. So it's it just kind of, that rubs you the wrong way, and it makes you feel common and gross. Right. I think that's another piece of this, that there, are, there is a class difference, right? So people that are accustomed to using a dessert fork and who, you know, ev- everything is glossy and white, and, and the housekeeper comes to take care of things, and, and they just live a life that is not informed by, you know, getting cut or getting burnt or, or smashing things. Like I think that people can be a bit high horsey and, and judgmental 
on what it's like mm-hmm. to live in a world where, you know, if, if you ever worked in a catering kitchen, you know, yep. it might be gourmet food coming out, but when it's in there, <laughs> you're going to hear some stuff. Sure. I was a roofer, you know, I grew up in a shop and I work, I run a shop. So I do have a sensitivity. My brother, who's a diesel mechanic and works on huge diesel generators, he's just brilliant as a mechanic. Cool. And uh, he works on generators the size of a house. He said in his world, um, it is just a common way to speak because of the way in which things go every day. Right. And without those words, he doesn't know how he would not come home not furious. So for him, it's a release, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I try to be, I try to be empathetic towards that, you know. But you know, like uh, I'm sure, you know, my mother would say this, and maybe you know your family too, that those who do regularly, you know, trade in these vulgarities, they do so because they lack a better way of expressing themselves. Now, whether that's highfalutin well, like, or well, not. Well, so if you're talking about stand-up comedy, that's oh. the first thing I think of. It's the laziest word to use. Cheap laugh. Oh, it's so lazy. It's, so cheap. And it's so annoying to yep. me. That's where it jumps out at me as just being stupid and baseless. And like you said, you can't come up with anything better to say. Um, right. If, if they're... I don't know. There are certain... If you're watching Goodfellas, I'm sorry. It has to be there. Right. It doesn't make any sense yeah. for it not to be there. Because so, it describes the mafia. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it does. Right, but it doesn't have to be, you know, used as an adjective or as a throwaway word, like as as we use like or and or um, you know, people yeah. will throw that in. And that's just senseless. I also think, uh, conversely, people who will not say the word hell and will instead say H-E double hockey sticks or number two. Um, now that is appropriate for a three-year-old or a four-year-old, you know, go potty. Uh, but I'm not sure it's appropriate for, you know, a guy who uh, misses on the sledgehammer and, and <laughs> crushes his thumb, right? right yeah. I have to go potty. So I, I, I think as people of the word, we are creative and we use words appropriately. Here's a story. One of my apprentices said to me, Mr. J., uh, my friend got suspended from school because he was in the library photocopying something and he messed it up and wasted like $4 in copying. And he said to himself, I'm such a retard. And the t- the librarian sent him to the principal's office and they suspended him. What? Yeah. And I said, wow, well, let's look the word up. So he grabbed his phone and he Googled it. I said, tell me what the word, some of the synony- synonyms are for the word retard. And he said, oh, well, rust, to retard, is mm-hmm. to, to cause something to go back, or it's to fall down, or it's to hinder, or it's to pull down, or it's to, to retard something. I said, oh, is, now should that be a word that is a, a profane word? And he said, well, not always, but I think she was only using it one way. And I said, yeah, she was. And isn't that ironic that a librarian, a person who's you know, charged vocationally with Language. getting us to love words, um, kind of dug in and, and chose that chose to say that there's a word we can't say, right? Yes. And I think that's a good example of sort of how the nuance of words should be used by Christians who are people of the word. I don't want to be told there's no word I can't use. I, I would certainly never use the Lord's name in vain or profane God's name, but I want to have at least the freedom to use language that will describe a profane world and then not abuse that, right? right, right. Not 
not call something whole, um, not whole, and not call something not whole, whole. If something's dirty, I won't call it clean. If something's clean, I won't call it dirty. Yes. And I think that's a, a good way of seeing this. Um, and also then to know there are areas of our life that we, where we, I don't want shop talk at the dinner table or in the bedroom, right? I want yeah, that and I think I would. Separated. I think I'd come down on the side of the librarian when it comes to uh, that word. I and I to be suspended. Oh, I don't know if the suspension would be appropriate. That's not my world. I don't really get. He used that. it against himself. Yes, but I yeah, certainly yeah. think it, it's uh, an appropriate time for an adult to sit down with a kid and say, sure. "You know what? That word bothers me, yeah. and let me tell you why." Instead of, no, I think that'd be much more effective to him than saying you're suspended. Uh, yeah, I get that. Um, but I do think, see, again, though, that's me. That's that word. You know, you're sensitive to, to bad talk at the table. I'm sensitive to that word. Okay, that's good. So it's just interesting how we, how language affects us. Okay, so then, you know, um, the, the words we're talking about in some way to me are gateway words. Because, Jay, as you said, I don't want to hear somebody use the Lord's name in vain. And I think increasingly you see that in popular culture, too. And people just mm. generally shrug their shoulders. Mm. Yeah, it makes me cringe. Well, you know, I also was a social worker and I was uh, taught to use the word retarded to describe my clientele in mm. the 80s. And then it was changed to participant. And then it was changed to... Um, citizen, and then it was changed to consumer. And no, I, what I found over time was it, it didn't matter which word we chose. It was always turned into an invective when a person didn't honor the weak or the marginal. Mm. So you could use consumer mm. in a way that was very derogative. Yeah, and right. it actually was objectifying because the person wasn't a consumer. They were a beautiful child of God who was intellectually disabled. And so we were, the attempt was to be kind by not using a word that shamed a person. Um, but the real problem was that, you know, when a person is vulnerable and weak, we will find a word to use to describe that person. And then they're often mocked or made fun of or teased. And then it becomes a very profane word. Right. Yes, so I, I think a good conversation with a teenager is to pull out the dictionary and look at the synonyms and then see where, where you're using it in the right context. And maybe you'd be, you should be a little sensitive about that because there are people who are intellectually disabled and they have been teased. Yeah. And so maybe that's a word you should use very specifically. Like let's use some paint retardant to get that rust uh, off of that piece of metal, right? That's very good. So, Jay Slocum's with us. We're talking about the uh, the profane and the vulgar. Jay, before you leave us, uh, talk to us about um, St. Thomas Anglican Church in Gibsonia. St. Thomas is a great church, and we are presently in our summer schedule. We have our last 8 o'clock uh, service in the pavilion outside next to the church, and then we'll do 9.30, and then next week we're kicking off with a 9.30 service, a big brunch afterwards, and then we'll hit it, head into our fall season with an 8 o'clock service, 9 o'clock adult ed, and a 1030 uh, contemporary service. So I encourage folks to join us if they're looking for a church. Outstanding. That's Jay Slocum. He's the rector at St. Thomas Anglican Church. He was just talking about it in Gibsonia, PA. Jay, so good to hear from Always you, my friend. Always interesting, Jay. Thank you. Great to hear from you all. Thanks. Take a quick break. Our daily feature, Does This Make Sense? It might. It might make sense. We 
long to be in God's presence and to live victoriously through both prayer and action, but sometimes we get off track and our times with God become less and less frequent. Or perhaps you've been faithful in prayer but still suffer from anxiety or fear. Let's refocus on the things of God through Cornerstone's 21-day prayer journey to unleash God's power, presence, and purpose in your life. Starting August 29th, we're walking through prayers for you, your family, your community, and for accelerated progress in ministry. Ready to get involved? Visit ctvn.org backslash journey and receive your free 21-day download complete with daily prayer prompts and ideas on how to personalize your experience. Save the date for the 21 days of prayer starting August 29th and ending with a live Hope Today program September 18th at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Visit ctvn.org backslash journey to get your free download and details today. Current events are unfolding like it's right out of the book of Revelations. From the threat of AI to genocide, wars, man-made bioplagues, everything prophesied in the Bible looks like it's happening now. After speaking to Christian leaders from all over the world, I believe the next step is a man-made crisis completely designed to take over our economic freedom. Hi, I'm Lance Wallnow, a Christian author and media analyst who breaks down current events to people just like you who are concerned about their future and the future of their families. I always tell my listeners and my people perish for lack of knowledge is what the Bible says. You need knowledge about gold IRAs from Birch Gold Group. That's the best, best option. To see why, text the word FAITH to 989898 to get a free info kit on gold IRAs. Birch Gold Group is the only gold company I trust. I recommend you get their info kit. That's FAITH to 989898. And then you'll be armed with the information you need in order to have peace of mind and guide your affairs with great wisdom. God bless you. Reports of new state requirements for PA public school teachers have many parents concerned about racial equity learning resources in the classroom to gender and identity politics. Now may be a great time to try Christian education, a faith-focused education that believes in transparency, parents, and that values every student. Get half off a year's tuition beginning this fall at a participating school near you, like Pittsburgh Urban Christian School in Wilkinsburg. Learn more at wordfm.com slash tuitions. Pittsburgh Christian Schools, education that believes in you. Ask Alexa to play the word Pittsburgh to hear us there. We're on your Google speaker, too. Plus, iHeart, TuneIn, and on Odyssey. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. Studies show decades of increased taxpayer spending per student has failed to improve educational performance. Can we do better? Pittsburgh's Christian schools say we can. If you're looking for a safe environment for kids to learn, challenge, and grow, where character matters and academic excellence is served by highly qualified teachers who partner with parents, consider Christian education. Right now, local Christian schools are offering half-price tuitions for first-time enrollees while they last at wordfm.com slash tuitions. Partly cloudy skies for tonight with a low of 61. Sunshine and a few clouds tomorrow. It'll be breezy and pleasant with a high of 73. Mainly clear skies tomorrow night with a low of 55. A nice end to August Thursday with sunshine and a high of 76. Friday, plenty of sunshine as we start the month of September. Expect a high of 80. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Does what make sense? Teeth whitening. Oh. Now, it could be your toothpaste of choice. It could be a little strip you buy at the grocery store. Paint on. It could be like going to the professional. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? 
as much as I want to say no, I, I say yes. Really? Because when I see really? people who have like those beautiful, super bright, now it kind of, I'm thrown by it because a couple of things, it looks pretty, but it's also a little unnatural. Right. Like who has teeth that way? People do. Right. You see it in the media, uh-huh. right? You go, holy smokes. I want to have that. And I think the older you get, it's something you have to be careful of. Right? What, you, your teeth you are get, too white? You get, no, you get dingy teeth. Oh, right. Yeah, we have right? to reject that right. completely. You need the topo for that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying. Um, yeah, with a caveat, teeth whitening does make sense to me. Although, you got to keep on doing it, right? Well, I, I guess so. Done. I guess so. Does it make sense? Uh, it makes sense to me, yeah. With I a mean, caveat. It makes a lot of sense to me. Uh-huh. I got to be honest with you. I enjoy white teeth. Yeah. Now, I'm also a big tea drinker. Uh-huh, so uh-huh. I, I'm, I'm constantly, Tannin. yeah, it's, tea's not good for your, for the whiteness of your teeth. Right. I also don't want to be vain enough to spend $500 going to someone to do it. If you could afford it, wouldn't you do it? Well, I don't want to be vain enough, but I think I would. <laughs> okay. That's honest. I'm just that's trying. That's who you are. That's fine. I, I think I yeah. would, but I, I think white teeth are important. All right. With a caveat. Let's talk about a first world problem. Right. It is a first world problem. Okay. Let me, I'll, I'll see your teeth whitening is a first world problem and raise it. Does this make sense? Water aerobics. <laughs> My sister is selling me on water aerobics. Is that right? You need to go. You need to go do some more. It's low impact. And it is low impact. you'll be in the pool. Yeah. And everybody's out there and you're working together. Right. And I look at it and I think in my mind eyes, I, I go, that sounds like horrific to me. It's like a horror film. Right. It's like it's like the outtakes from an AARP ad. Maybe. Like and there's me with a little bathing cap on. And right. a, Please wear one of the one of the water polo bonnets that they wear with the little tiny tie under their chin. I'm sure there's like great cardio to I'm that. I'm sure there's a ton of it. But the first can time I you, walk in can there Can you do it? You I, I feel like you would walk in I would burst out laughing. And walk out. I yeah. I just can't imagine you staying. I'm on two minds. I need You think exercise. it's important and you know it's important. And it could be great. But it doesn't it's make probably, any sense. It's probably not it it is great. What am I saying probably? You know it's great. I'm going to whiten my teeth while I do water aerobics. <laughs> I'm going to give two at one time. Chlorine's a whitener, All right? right? Yeah. All right. Making sense. 101.5 WORD. Get ready for an unforgettable night of laughter with the hilarious comedian Jeff Allen. Not only do I have attention deficit, I'm also a functioning hypochondriac. Don't miss your chance to see Jeff Allen's Are We There Yet comedy tour. Those days I've convinced myself I need an ambulance, by the time I get to the phone to call one, I've been distracted four or five times. Word FM presents Jeff Allen Friday, October 6th at Impact Christian Church, Moon Township. Tickets and Word FM fan club discounts now at wordfm.com. If you're young and healthy, term life insurance should be quick and painless. In fact, if you're 40 years old and in great health, $1 million of term insurance could cost less than 30 bucks a month with no exam and could be issued the same day. But if you aren't a perfect specimen, that's where choosing the right insurance agent could save you thousands of dollars on your premium. If you're overweight or have health issues that come with getting older, you need to call Big Lou. Big Lou has the same issues as you and still knows how to get you quick and painless coverage if you have a few extra pounds, have diabetes, or stop breathing a few times per night. In fact, many 40-year-old clients can still get coverage without an exam and up to $1 million of coverage for less than 100 bucks per month. 
Call Big Lou today to see how quick and painless life insurance can be at 800-276-1640. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He's on meds, too. Call 800-276-1640. That's 800-276-1640 or BigLou.com. This decade is looking like the worst one to retire or be retired in. Now more than ever, you need to stay ahead of turbulent markets and money-grubbing politicians. That's why you need Bob Carlson's Retirement Watch. For more than 30 years, Bob Carlson's Retirement Watch has been helping Americans invest, protect, and grow their assets. A Retirement Watch subscription gives you must-have advice on all aspects of your retirement, independent advice you won't get anywhere else when you subscribe to retirement watch you'll get three months of bob carlson's retirement watch newsletter you'll also get bob's five model portfolios and five free reports including the hidden rules of retirement hidden real estate tax bombs to avoid cashing in on congress's three hundred fifty thousand dollar retirement shocker plus two more free reports and an exclusive conference call with bob carlson answering your retirement questions the newsletter free reports the conference call all for just 1995 Sign up today at yourretirementwatch.com. Yourretirementwatch.com. That's yourretirementwatch.com. Hope happens here. With the very best in inspirational programming, start your new season with Cornerstone Television Network. Hope Today, Origins, Sister to Sister, Hard Questions, Move Your Mountain, Today's Nashville, Dashing Dish, Signs of the Times, and Cornerstone Connect. Find hope for a better day and sample the best of local Christian TV on Cornerstone Television Network. We were just talking um, with Pastor Jay Slocan uh, about swearing and language and the beauty and power of words. And of course, every era has its own slang, right? Sure. Now, I wonder what's going to happen with our slang because, you know, back before there was mass communication, people had very particular niche, sort of like regional slang. Now, of course, with radio and television and now the internet and whatnot, it's widely varied. Now, I, I saw something about mental floss about slang terms from the 1930s. Now, of course, mm. 30s was the era of radio, mass communication. Right. So here's a few words that you know you may not have heard before okay. that means something. How about a no good nick? Never heard of that. No good nick? And N-I-K, is that? That's the yeah. suffix, okay. nick. It denotes a person associated yeah. with something, expectedly a word for someone who's nothing but trouble. Yeah, up to no good. He's a no good he's a, nick. He's, right, yeah, yeah, okay, right? yeah. Uh, bazillion. A bazillion makes a bazillion dollars. Now you go back to the 30s. Our largest name, the, the name we have now for um, uh, something that's massive is, it's called Googleplex. Yes. Which is 10 raised to the 10 100 power. But in the 1930s, people had a less precise approach to unfathomable quantities. They use bazillion to exaggerate large and infinite number of things. I still kind of do that. I've used bazillion, yeah. yeah. How about um, Acomodacus? Acomarachus. Sorry, Acomarachus. Never heard of that. According to the Oxford English Dictionary, Acomarachus is exactly what it sounds like. Pretentious nonsense. Oh, it's just Acomarachus. Right? The monocle in like the that. one eye is strictly the old Acomarachus. I like it. Mm-hmm. How about 86? Oh, you got 86 that. Right. It's a verb. That's a common sort of restaurant expression. Yes. Oh, we 86 that off the menu, right? That's from the 30s. Dog soup. 
Um, you ask your server to bring you some dog soup while you browse the menu might result in a worried glance. But I don't in know the what 30s, um, a, thir- a thirsty patron ordered some dog soup would be granted a fresh glass of water. What? The phrase was coined sometime That's in the mid gross. 19th century. I don't want to ask my waiter for something. No, that's not interesting. It used to be a slang for rainwater, but evolved in the 1930s and became popular in the U.S. for drinking water. Okay. Dog soup. How about the juke? For decades, jukes were the Mm. primary spot, especially throughout the South, where communities came together to eat, drink, and dance. I'm going to this juke, right? Mm -hmm. Cockamamie. That's a cockamamie idea, John. Yep, very famous. Gobsmacked. That's, That's... Stood the test of yep, time. 1930s. Mm-hmm. The meat wagon. The meat wagon. I don't know what it's that a hearse. is. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. The Depression era would use that morbid slang, the meat wagon, a prime example, first used in 1925 for an ambulance and then transferred over to a hearse. Knitwittery. K-N-I-T? N-I-T. Knitwittery. Knitwittery, particularly posh-sounding word. Were stupidity. Yeah, was, that's a funny word. Yes. Wait, wait, I, I, I like Knit-wittery. that. Knitwittery. Next time you're in a tussle with some cockamamie, it might give you a leg up to whip out this word. You might not win, but you'll certainly sound smart. Enough of the knitwittery. Mm-hmm. I like it. Off the cob. Off the cob describes someone whose style or mannerisms are unfashionable and banal. Simply put, it means they're corny. Oh, ha <laughs> ha. <laughs> How about a Chicago overcoat? Mm-hmm. Don't know that either. Despite the major decline in Chicago homicide rates between 1930 and 40, compared to previous decades, a murderous enough reputation Chicago had, the term for a coffin. Mm-hmm. The Big Sleep, it appeared there first. Never heard that either. Raymond Chandler, whose novel takes place in Southern California, not Chicago, put his own spin on overcoat. Uh-huh. The Chicago overcoat. Oh, this. We've heard this expression. This is from the 1930s. I didn't know. Seat of the pants. Yeah, of course. That guy, he's flying by the seat mm-hmm. of his pants. Right? We all know that. Rip snort. That's a 30s expression. Okay, I've heard that that word, but I don't know what it means. Everyone's rip snorted at the juke one time or another. To rip snort is to behave in an exceedingly jovial or boisterous manner. At least it meant that in the 1930s. Over time, it became one of many things, slang, ting, slang term for a very loud fart. Oh, Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let me let me break for a minute. Uh, Lexi, do you know these words? Cockamamie, seat of the pants. Bazillion? I've heard a couple of them, but a lot of the ones that you guys are confused on, I'm also confused. Okay. okay good. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. I mean, you know, maybe if you had grandparents or great grandparents who used those words, they might have yelled. Right. Like uh, knit, like Lex, knit, knit wittery. I mean, we have to use that. That's an excellent word. Oh, there's some knitwittery. You know what that, that sounds like? There's all, a lot of knitwittery around this place. We are all guilty of it around here, That's right? That's a really yeah. good word. Okay, for sure. Okay. On sus. O N S U S. You've been acting pretty sus. Sus was used as a noun. Oh, sus is not as back. Uh, sus. It's like, like an adjective. What's sus? It's suspect, suspicious. Oh, really? If on sus, if some, if they were on sus, they were suspected of committing a crime or some nefarious act. Uh-huh. He's a sus. Interesting. Okay, that's the slang from the 30s. A lot of those have crossed over and become part of the vernacular. Right. Right? So I wonder what words now 
people will be looking back on. You have any ideas, Lex, of like terms that people use now? Well, well when people the, say that's sick, first off, oh, that means something obviously totally right. different than. I mean, we have the meant. Urban Dictionary. Have you used the Urban Dictionary? I mean, have I used it? Yeah. Like looked stuff up? Yeah, in the Urban Dictionary. I don't think I've looked stuff up. Haven't you? Up. I mean, it's a thing on the web. You can see that, right? I mean, I've I've looked up, um, what do you call like text slang? Like, oh, you that know, whole thing. I, I'm so. I have looked, I have several, somebody just texted me something this week and I was like, I don't actually what remember what that, that means. The, the multiple letters, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah I'm, I'm not, I'm not really hip to that really no, no. okay Shocking. all right we're going to take a break a little early because right. when we come back we need to talk about some nutrition myths that we read about in the new york times today all right now these are not just nutrition myths but these are nutrition myths that nutritionists wish would go away oh so the experts say this isn't helping anybody eat your peas if you're a business owner, imagine getting up to $26,000 per employee. There's still time for business owners to file for the Employee Retention Tax Credit Program. This program is for business owners who continue to pay their W-2 employees during the COVID pandemic. Many businesses qualify and simply do not know it. All business types and industries may qualify. You can claim the credit even if you received a PPP loan. This is a cash payment and not a loan and can be claimed now. The licensed CPAs and tax professionals at DH Tax and consulting have been serving business owners across the country for over 15 years. The best part is that until you receive your cash payment, you don't pay us a dime. Our tax credit specialists are available now at 833-ERC-FILE and your tax payment estimate is quick, easy, and free. That's 833-ERC-FILE to qualify you and your business for up to $26,000 per W-2 employee for free federal aid. Call us now at 833-ERC-FILE. That's 833-ERC-FILE. See file. Wesley Financial Group is not a law firm. Are you one of the nearly 10 million families that own a timeshare? Unfortunately, many families stuck in timeshares have learned the dark side of ownership as their timeshare ends up being nothing like they were promised. I'm Chuck McDowell, founder of Wesley Financial Group. If you were lied to when buying a timeshare, you're going to need help. I know this because I once worked as a timeshare salesman, but quit the business and made it my personal mission to help folks get rid of bad timeshares. That's why I put together a timeshare exit information kit to help you understand how the timeshare industry works and your options for cancellation. Over 30,000 families have trusted us to get rid of their timeshares. Many started out by simply calling us for the free information kit and are now timeshare free. To get your free information kit, call Wesley Financial now. 800-939-1331. That's 800-939-1331. 800-939-1331. Summer is almost over, and so are the savings at Bachman's Roofing. Take advantage of the summer savings bonanza with no interest and no payments until 2025. Now is the perfect time to check off those home improvement projects. Cracked or missing roof shingles? Bachman's has got you covered. Looking to add solar? Bachman's has you covered. Time to upgrade that cracked siding? Bachman's has got your back. Call Bachman's today to schedule your free estimate at 412-472-7103 or visit GoBachmans.com. Runners, take your mark for the 41st Annual Labor Day 5K Classic, Monday, September 4th. Known as the fastest 5K race in Western PA, the 5K Classic benefits the work of Washington Christian Outreach to help meet the material and spiritual needs of the underprivileged in the community. Race time is 9 to 11 a.m., beginning at Stone Pavilion, Washington Park. Runners 
runners and walkers of every age and ability are welcome. Sign up by 9 a.m. on race day or find the event in advance at runsignup.com. My family is conscious of what we eat. That doesn't mean that we're crazy, but we're conscious. And the number one reason we're conscious is that my husband has colitis. So, you know, we're not trying to save the world or make a political point, Um, but we are very he's very conscious of what he can eat which has changed over the years because if you eat the wrong thing if you eat the wrong thing you get incredibly sick you pay the price incredibly sick um and so he has learned over the years what he can eat and what he can't eat and right now and this has been for the last 5 years he's not able to eat red meat um and he also can't eat chicken or turkey or anything so it's fish and vegetables and that's what it is but Whenever like a, a nutrition thing comes up, we we talk about it because there are so many things he can't eat that it is important what he does eat. I see. Because he's you know he he's not able to eat the panoply of stuff that the rest of us can, right. and so he gets deficient in certain vitamins and minerals. What about snacks? Can he eat potato chips? He can eat potato chips in very small quantity, okay. but he'll a handful. he'll usually choose nuts over potato chip. chips okay. because he gets more nutrients from that. Right. 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 So. When I saw this article in today's New York Times about nutrition myths, I thought, well, this is interesting because even those of us who aren't concerned about nutrition because of our media diet end up learning things. Like when I was growing up, eggs were bad. Right. Eggs were very bad for you. You should never eat an egg. No. Butter is bad for you. Mm. Right? You should only eat margarine. <laughs> well, then like a decade later, we found out margarine is like the worst thing you could eat. Right? right? And now everybody's back to butter. Anyway, so these are myths that the New York Times uh, writers, this is an article by Sophie Egan. Um, these are the myths that specifically angered nutritionists. Today. Yes. Now. Today. Right now. Okay. okay. So these old things are going to die hard. Exactly. And you know, asking someone who specializes in food, what really annoys you about what people say? Number one, fresh fruits and vegetables are always healthier than canned, frozen, or dried. That's not true. Despite that, research has found that frozen, canned, dried fruits can be just as nutritious as their fresh counterpart. Now, the only thing you have to look out for, according to the experts, is when you're eating canned vegetables or fruit, there can be a lot of added sugar or salt. Of course, right. But if you're looking at a non-sugared or low-salt variety, you can still get excellent nutrition from dried fruit, frozen, or canned. Interesting. I mean, we grew up in the 60s. We always ate canned vegetables. Oh, so did we. That was just... Canned peas. It was rare. What's better to... Canned peas are so delicious. Canned corn. Canned corn is delicious. Except in cream corn. I still like it. Gags me. Myth number two. All fat is bad. (laughs) Okay, I remember in the 90s, I was really committed to a low-fat diet because that was what was going to be best for your cardiovascular health. It was going to be better. Right, right. Of course, now we know that there's good fat and bad fat. So saturated and trans fats are bad, but healthy fats like all of stuff in olive oil, uh, avocados, nuts, seeds, those sorts of things, Um, fish, walnuts, that's actually good for you, Right. right? But you know, it is gross. Like. The other day, somebody, uh, one of my kids made a hamburger, just like, you know, a real simple hamburger, in, you know, a late night skillet hamburger. And you wake yeah. up the next morning. And you just together. feel gross. Well, you see that fat. Oh, I know. In the skillet. I you know. Go, 
Oh, Maybe that's, that's not the kind of fat they're talking about. I don't that's think good, so. yeah. right? Myth number three: calories in, calories out is the most important factor for long-term weight gain. So it's true, of course. It's simple math that if you consume more calories than you burn, you'll probably gain weight. Mm-hmm. Um, but the research does not suggest that eating more will cause sustained weight gain. Rather, it's the types of foods we eat that may be the long-term drivers. Um, so ultra-processed foods like starchy snacks and cereals and crackers and energy bars and baked goods and soda, which I love, that can be harmful for weight gain because that's the stuff that just floods your bloodstream with glucose and fructose and all of that. But if you want to maintain a healthy weight, shift from counting calories to prioritizing healthy eating overall. Okay. Quality over quantity. I mean, I always think about what you say. Anytime I drink a soda, I always think you go... I don't want to drink my calories. Yes, I don't want to drink my and I, calories. That makes sense to me. But every once in a while, I have to have an Arnold Palmer. Yeah, of course. Because it's so delicious. It is delicious. Myth number four, people with type 2 diabetes shouldn't eat fruit. Oh. So this myth, according to the Times, stems from conflating fruit juices, which can raise blood sugar levels because of their high sugar, low fiber content, with whole fruits. But research has found that that's not the case. Those who consume one serving of whole fruit per day, particularly blueberries, grapes, and apples, Hmm. have a lower risk of developing type 2. Okay. How about that? Myth number five, plant milk is healthier than dairy milk. I hear that all the time. Really? People who, you know, get almond milk. I have no desire for that. Listen. Soy I, milk, almond milk. Listen, it's just not true, says Kathleen Merrigan, who's a professor of sustainable food systems at ASU uh, and also former U.S. Deputy Secretary of Agriculture. She says typically cow's milk has about eight grams of protein per cup, where almond milk typically has about one or two and oat milk has two or three. While the nutrition of plant-based beverages can vary, and of course there are some added ingredients like sodium and added sugars that can be in those other milks that aren't in cow's milk. Hmm. How about like when you have like something good and a glass of milk goes along with that? It's so delicious. Like a grilled cheese sandwich and some soup with a glass of milk. I love that so much. Do you? See, yeah. I don't like milk in that context. Oh, I do, yeah. But you give me a chocolate chip cookie. Oh, and a glass of milk. Bring it. Mm-hmm. Bring it. Mm-hmm. Or peanut butter and jelly. With a glass of milk, yeah. Myth number six, white potatoes are bad for you. Bring those. I oh, don't my care gosh. Listen, potatoes are beneficial for your health. They're rich in vitamin C, potassium, fiber, especially when they are consumed with the skin on. And, of course, they are inexpensive. Mm-hmm. And, of course, you can air fry them or roast them or whatever. And, yep. Know. Potatoes are Myth delicious. number seven, you should never feed peanut products to your children within the first years of your life. Oh, what? Or for the, within the first years of their life. <laughs> right. It's, so that's not true. Yeah. It's better to introduce peanut products to your child early on. Mm-hmm. If your baby your does not on. have severe eczema or a known food allergy, introduce peanut products like watered down peanut butter or something around four to six months. Okay. You I dry what? roasted peanuts today. Did you? That's in my I love them so yeah, much. Me too. Um, number eight, the protein in plants is incomplete. Right. That's the number one question vegetarians are asked. The myths are that plants are completely missing amino acids, also known as the building blocks of protein. But in reality, all plant based foods contain all 20 amino acids, including all nine essential ones. Okay. so the difference is that the proportion isn't as ideal as animal based foods. So it's important to get an adequate mix and you need beans and grains and nuts to get enough protein. 
See, when you say all this, yeah. and you think about the people who are invested in the front lines of food science, you think about God and all of his glory. And the complexity of how oh, he created goodness. this world that we get to live in. It's amazing. Praise God. It's I, mean, ama- I agree. It's so super cool. Hey, thanks for being with us. And uh, glad that you're with us. WordFM.com, you want to find us? Our friends uh, from Weva in D.C.? Yeah, happy you're with us. Yeah. Have a great night. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.